This is Randy Osborne, and uh, with Worldview Truth, I'm in the booth with um, Florida Eagle Forum, and also we're partnering with Philo's Project. And um, we have talked about that for a little bit, but Philo's Project is an organization that fights anti-Semitism across the uh, United States. We had a couple issues here in Florida that they came and helped us out on. I have with me Nick Cantrano. Can Cater- I pronounce Cater- that right? Caterano. I always Caterano. say the three, the three fingers Caterano. help you. Yeah, Caterano. Three Caterano. fingers, Caturano. Got it. I got it. And I met Nick, um, what was it, about a year ago? Two years ago, My maybe. wife was asking me, and I remember the Zoom call when we were discussing the discrimination coming with the special mandates in Florida. Right. And that, that began our, our interacting, our running into each other, and our appreciation because I, I think, you know, hearing you speak and seeing the wealth of knowledge you have and, and, and the respect everybody has for you, you know, we, we knew we had, I, I, I knew we had like-minded people in the fight with us. I'm going to tell you a little a secret. <clears throat> I've grown up, my dad uh, retired from Ford Motor Company. My father-in-law retired from from um, uh, from uh, GMC or Chrysler, or not Chrysler, but um, uh, Chevrolet from Chevy. And um, so they're all they're all union people. I grew up in the unions, and I'm very familiar with with the union. Um, how can I say this? The the union culture. Right. And I found out that you were a union guy, and I'm like, red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> And then I got to talking to you, and I'm like, "Wow, wait a second, this guy is this guy is for real." I can understand why lots of organizations would would um, get behind him because he can he can make things happen, and he's reasonable. He can he makes sense of 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 what he's trying to accomplish. And I'm like, "Wow, this is awesome." But tell me a little bit about about your background and and how you got into some of the the battles that you've gotten into in recent times. Well, I'll start with the union stuff. You know, um, being at Disney, I've been there 18 years as a cast member. Um, the corporate world has changed, right? The corporate world used to take care of you. They wanted you full-time, so they gave you a lot of incentives. Right. And like Chrysler and Ford, I have a lot of friends, that, that older friends that spent their life there, right? And they, 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 they created a great pension. They're proud of their work. They wear their caps. Yeah. You know, but that was America of old. And as we see you know, the globalization and the devaluing of the American worker, you've seen those attacks, especially on the older workers, because, you know, they, you know, Amazon's a model where if you don't keep up moment to moment, right, it's really hard. But you saw that just, and I work for a lot of, I've worked for a lot of corporations, but you saw it within Disney. And there was a different sense of the managerial structure and the treatment and appreciation of employees so just being somebody who took seriously how you treat one another, being a business owner, um, just myself coming up from the streets and, and owning detail shops and having 10 and 15 employees at a time. And I always put value in relationships and people and it's messy work, especially employees. You know, you have you have a lot of smorgasbord of stuff, but I always start from the premise. You know, I worked for a Ford dealership for a while. I was the boss in the back and I fired a lot of people. Um, <laughs> And I started making notches in my belt. So the owner would say, go see Nick. And then he would say, as they were walking away, ask him about the notches in his belt. And I would, you know, I'd introduce, I'd smile and I'd go, hey, I'm going to work with you. If you have a difference of opinion, if you have an idea, talk to me. But at the end of the day, I'm going to make the decisions on how we're going to do business around here. If we run into a problem, you know, 
it, it, it may not be the place for you. Right. And I would let go of people, but I handled them so fair that once they got over it, they would come back and say, man, you did me a favor. You taught me something. Right. You know, you treated me with respect. And I found that to be really important. Even that when you disagree with people, or you have to let people go. I always try to take the high road and show them value because maybe they weren't valuing themselves enough. Right. So going into the corporate world, I saw that that started to dissipate. They really used to take care of their cast members. And the ones that have been there 30, 40 years will tell you it's night and day. Um, and I just started fighting for people and fighting for people on my own without the union. Managers that were at the higher level, they still cared. So when you reached to them at the, at the lower levels, what was going on, they were surprised that these things were happening and they would interject themselves and they would get the problems corrected. As, I, as time went on, I found out the people that were moving up were the people that were, yes, 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 doing whatever they want. And those people moved up the ladder and didn't have an appreciation for people, understanding, leading so instead of being able to lead by by having leadership skills and and finding ways to motivate people they use tactics that were basically meant through fear um and pressure to get them to get the results rather than you know so you were pushing people out of fear rather than leading them and showing them how to be better this is deeper than just maybe people with different ideologies and more liberal and progressive this is a communist, their communist roots in what they're doing. Yeah. And that began to open my eyes. Um, and, and I'll just say really quickly, part, during the lockdown, one of the things, you know, people didn't have paychecks. They didn't know when they were coming. We started feeding, we started feeding a couple hundred families a week. We went to 2,000, 3,000 families a week. Truckloads of food were coming in. And to me, those things are important because I find Absolutely. a lot of times in conservative circles, it's easy to speak what's right and wrong. But I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in meeting people where they're at, helping them at their deepest need, and, and showing them, hey, there's a better way, and, and people are more likely to listen to you. So it was like a mission field right. as well. So tell me, I gotta tell you a really quick quick uh, story about, um, you were talking about firing a lot of people in, in some of the jobs that you've had. I worked for a, a company, this is years ago, and I was in, in management. And um, I, I know, you work for Disney, so I think you'll find this kind of entertaining. And um, on for some for some reason, it wasn't planned or whatever. But I had a um, I had a habit on Fridays of terminating people. And it was a, a fairly large organization, large company. I had a lot of responsibility, and Fridays was dress down day. So um, I didn't realize I was doing this, and some of my co-workers said hey Randy this is this won't let you know I, I had a I had a Mickey Mouse t-shirt and um, and for casual day I would wear this Mickey Mouse t-shirt I mean you so know you were firing people in a Mickey Mouse t-shirt exact, on a Friday oh right, my gosh right. <laughs> so I got, well, I got the visual of that for a so, second so what uh. was happening is and I didn't I didn't realize I was doing that I mean it was it was like Okay, today's Friday, and he's got his he's got his Mickey Mouse T-shirt on. Everybody, you know, watch out because he's getting ready to start terminating people because he's got his Mickey Mouse shirt on. And I've somebody told more of my coworkers said, "Hey, you know, who are you going to fire today?" It's like, well, what do you mean by that? I mean, I'm not like I'm not like this bad guy going around firing people. He goes, "Well, you got your Mickey Mouse shirt on." Oh my gosh! And I that, thought, okay, oh. I got to quit. This. <laughs> I thought you'd get a kick out of that anyway. So. Tell me about some of the issues now that, that you have been dealing with just in the past, uh, what is it, about two years now, 
that's really um, become become issues that's really, in fact, everybody is now seeing these as, as real problems that we're dealing with, with um, in Florida and quite honestly across our nation. You know, I, I think it's across the board. We saw when the lockdowns began, a lot of us had a lot of questions that didn't make didn't, some things just didn't add up. Look at all this, all these news sources. Look at all these breakthrough cases. Chicago at one time had like 869, I think, deaths that were vaccinated or something crazy like that. And now they're gonna they're gonna mandate this thing. And then the mandates, we had that battle. And then when we had the special session, and you were there and part of that, um, they were gonna leave the door wide open for discrimination and religious discrimination. People that really had religious uh, convictions about all this. Um, so then all of a sudden I had to pivot into that. And I and again, everybody was kind of going in one direction, like this is the best we're going to get um, for X, Y, and Z, and you got to back down. And I'm trying to be that voice of reason again, going, wait a minute, look at all the collateral damage that's about to happen. Right. And you're going to allow this and you're going to normalize this. And that's exactly what they did. Um, and I, you know, and then that battle waged on, and, and I thought that was it. And then Disney went head, headlong into the... Uh, the CRT and the wokeness, um, and and then you know fighting the governor with pre-K to third grade with the uh, parental rights and education bill, so it's just kind of unwound. And and as we discussed, it seems like Disney, but Disney's the leader of children's uh, entertainment That's right. in the world, so they're going to be at the forefront. Um, but it's not just them. We're seeing it now. Target, North Face just happened. Uh, State Farm was given out books for transgender, for five-year-olds, transgender books. And you can go on and on at all these corporate entities. Right. And that's something we started discussing. So I just find myself, as a Christian, Ephesians 5.11 have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And as I've gotten involved and met such amazing people, we've been fortunate here in Florida, a lot of great activists and people who care. Um, I just find myself in the trenches and I can't get out. Right. I know you've been extremely uh, vocal in in some of these battles, and and I'm just I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm blown away by by um, really the character that you have to say this is right, this is wrong, and and really stand up to that. And, and honestly, I I sincerely appreciate that fight uh, that, that you've been doing. Thank you, Randy. And that's you know what that's rooted in my Christ, my faith in Christ and Jesus, rooted in my bi biblical convictions. Um, you know, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. And and as the days unfold culturally, I've never believed the Bible more because it's just such a solid explanation for what we're going through. Um, and and I, I'm not here to please man. I'm That's here right. to please God. And the way I love my neighbor fully is by standing on truth and holding up the only way for them to come out of the mess they're in. Right. I can't celebrate the mess, the sewers. And, and, and the smuck they're in, and, and I can't allow for, for platitudes anymore when it comes to policies and things like in medical freedom where people are dying. We're not just talking about differences of opinion or one corporation or, or medical company making more money. We're literally talking about the killing and maiming of people, and, and, and there isn't an, enough urgency to deal with that, and you find yourself struggling I struggle to, to keep the spirit and, and to lean in and, 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 and really faith and, and my trust in God, because if not, it would call for going nuts. I right, mean, you know, right. any other thing dealing with the problems, I'd be going crazy. There's a there's a lot of people that I see trying to fight a battle um, on, for example, these two battles that you just brought up. 
And what I found that people don't, they don't know how to to do that in a in a way that people, in a way that can be communicated to people, and that's something that I've I've noticed about about you in these battles. Um, you don't, um, you know, you don't throw landmines behind you as you move forward. You you try, um, and there's a lot of people to do that. I'm just being honest about it. What and what I've seen you do is um, your ability to communicate the issue. Um, without beating people up is um, is something that um, is extremely important in today's culture. Um, and, and, and can I just comment on that? Is because I look at even my enemies, I sympathize with their weaknesses. You know, if I was in that position, if I was in the governor's position that he's in, and all the forces around him, by the grace of God, I'd probably be worse in, right. in dealing with some of that stuff. So I look at always as my opposition, as somebody who can be redeemed can be helped and we're a team here and and i always i I, that's why i i I address everybody even in the wokeness and stuff i still keep relationships because i'm always i i I clearly show who i am but i'm always want them to see that i'm still embracing loving trying to say hey we just got to be better right so this this new agenda and of course you know going into june here this is lgbt month or whatever it is and I, I think a lot of these organizations are pushing this stuff out in recent times over this. And, and what I'm, I'm seeing is a lot of these organizations, they're, they're not marketing to adults. They're marketing this stuff to kids. Yeah. And that is the reason that I, it's, it's one of the main reasons that I am, um, I guess I'm so passionate about this, this battle yeah. that we have to win. We have to win because they're going after our children. Uh, we have children that are not even at the age accountability, that they don't even, they have no idea what's being pushed on them. And, and I feel like that we as parents and we as citizens of this country are the ones that have to engage this. I think, and we talked last night a little bit, about, I think the overall big picture is because it's not just Disney. Um, I, it, you know, I'd, I'd love to just to beat up on one organization because it's the battle is a lot easier. But it's right. coming from everywhere. I mean, you have Target. Again, they're marketing to children. You have Starbucks. Um, even in Marion County, Florida, which is you know we call it Slocala. Um, you know, did a, um, a drag queen um, event at Starbucks for children. Um, it, it's coming from everywhere. It's and again, it's not marketing to adults. This is marketing to kids. I, I think, and and I was the book I shared with you. He mentioned this was written back in '92, and he said that this agenda was going to lead to a slippery slope of pedophilia. I'm going to hold this book up, and uh, it's a lot of great connections. As somebody that you who, make, you wonder about. I have not read this book, but. Um, was talking last night about this book and again he's like there's some things in it I'm not real sure about but there's some things in there that are definitely relevant to what's going on yeah and, and tell me about a little bit about that yeah and coming through the new age I, I went through that new age period where I was soul-searching and, and and I grew up a bit of a Christian cult and I, and I was looking for answers um, so he kind of traces a lot of and what happened is the, the new age phenomena with Shirley MacLaine and everything during the late 80s, sure. you know, that kind of calmed down, but it was already brought into the culture. And those people that it, that embraced it grew into positions of leadership. 
um, and and it's all in our culture today. So now it, it they've won. It the, didn't just go away. It just it didn't go away. And yeah. at the root of it is Gnosticism, which is the Christ consciousness. We believe in a personal Savior, an actual person that came from heaven and was fully God that came here to to, to show us and die for us and and and. Re- but they believe in becoming God, right? Right. And and by do, by having to do that, there's a belief that all the material world is evil, and you have to destroy all the moral boundaries, the Ten Commandments, and all that stuff to break free from that material oppression. And by doing that, and you think of David Bowie with his androgyny. I think he had a song, Androgyny. And you're breaking all the gender norms. You're breaking everything because when you break nature and nature's God, the idea and the understanding of it, you set your free that limitless possibilities. So they think, right? But it doesn't sure. work in reality. No. It works in theory, and that's the idea where they're breaking it down. Backtracking just a moment when we're talking about all the corporations and this being a global issue, like the UN recently, they're talking about guidance to lower, lower the age of consent um, for sex with kids. And they're also teaching that, that, that children need to be taught about sexual partners, and they need to learn to masturbate at the age of five and under. We're seeing some insanity go on, and, and, and at, at one level, I think it's just perversion that's all through, that people have been able to hide it behind closed doors. But I think now, and, and I said this, I think we talked in the conversation, what I've noticed when, when Target signals and they bring in a, Satan, a Satanist ar- artist. Yeah, it's beyond just the LGBT stuff. It is, they bring in a Satanist. They're bringing a Satanist with all this transgender stuff. So I see a friend of mine who's on the school board in, in a certain county, and he's out there going, why is Target doing this? And then you have this lady getting on there. Now she's openly defending Satanism as the loving belief system that loves and embraces all these people. These people are coming out of the shadows because what these corporations are doing, what the UN is doing, what Disney is doing, is they're signaling they're one demoralizing good people because they're overwhelmed and they just can't we're in shock right. and you use the word shock and you use the word desensitized and then they're beginning to normalize but simultaneously they're taking people that are in these shadows and they're emboldening them and encouraging them going hey the corporate world is with me the un is with me this is our time to shine and they have this belief system like the kinsley report that children are sexual beings and they should be able to freely express that. It's a sickness beyond control. And now you're seeing all these forces come out. So it, it's, it's, a, it's an insane time to be witness, witnessing. I mean, the Bible warned us about it. Um, and, and we think of, I talk about, I, I spoke at a pastor's conference in Houston. Uh, Dan Patrick spoke at that thing. They asked me to come speak to the pastors and encourage them because I really believe the pastors are on the front lines and they could be leading and holding the line a lot better if we could just get more of them to speak. But as I got up to the stage, I started thinking of Sodom and Gomorrah. And I said, you know, we all think of Sodom and Gomorrah as a place that happened that was really, you know, perverse and degraded and evil, willing to go after these, these men, these angels and 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 why Lot was there, we couldn't understand it, and, and, and they left, and God rained down, you know, fire and brimstone. But most people don't start to, don't stop to think about how did that happen? How did Sodom and Gomorrah come to be? And I stood last year, and I stood before all the pastors, and I said, look around you, it's happening right now. This is how it happens. The floodgates have opened. 
and people have been silent as it's been happening under the guise of being tolerant. It's been a psychological operation to keep good people silent for fear of offending or oppressing people. And that's how they've gotten to us rather than us realizing we offer true freedom, we offer the truth, and we offer true love. You know, true love is telling you the truth. It's got to be tough sometimes. And, and I give a perfect example. I, I have a, a young lady that I know, family friend, who is 11 years old, come home for school, and she says, all my friends are pansexual, asexual, bisexual, and they don't even really know what it means, and they're doing it because it's now being incentivized as cool. This is an 11-year-old that realizes they're being taught to that you want to fit in. This is going to be the cool thing. Well... I was proud, like, wow, you know, 11 years old, grounded, rooted, the parents are doing a good job. Well, the parents didn't change, and, and the environment didn't going. She denied she ever had the conversation, and now she went into a, it went into a tirade of all things woke and, and men being able to be women, and they can be pregnant, and, and the whole indoctrination. So young people just don't have their minds formed, and no matter how grounded they are or rooted they are, this ideology, if it, it, it will wear you down, it will grind you down. It happens to adults. How is it not going to happen more impressionable? So we are in a, a battle of good and evil. This is not about politics. My tolerance, I'm, I've been very tolerant of people's choices as adults, and, and, and now we're, we're, we're at war. We're in the hand-to-hand -hand combat now. No question. Nick, you touched on something um, when you were talking about Sodom and Gomorrah and pastor's conference. Do you think the church, and I'm making a general statement, do you think the church has some responsibility on not holding the line on, on things like this? Absolutely. I think, I think and, I, and I could talk from personal experience, you had the Wayford, what was it, uh, Wayford Baptist Church, or Way, there, was a, there was a Baptist church that was going out there being real nasty. Oh, yeah. Re yeah. Really, I can't remember the name of and, it. And it almost seems like they were a plant to say all Christians were like this. So right. people were didn't want to be labeled that, just like people don't want to be labeled racist now, right? The left right. deploys that, that they're gonna brand you. You step out of line, we're gonna brand you racist or, or something else. And I think they did that to Christians where they were hateful, where Christians didn't wanna, they didn't wanna side with that. And, and I think that was the beginning of the compromise. But I also think a lot of churches, the seminaries have been compromised. Um, I think a lot of people going up are not uh, who they say they are. Um, and we've seen that because we're seeing a lot of these trans things for kids. We had it down in Naples, I think, Florida, where a Church of Christ out there had a thing, and the, and the parents weren't even aware of it, and they were going to bust it in. The parents became aware, and the police were out there. Um, uh, one of the employees for Citizens Alliance, uh, Keith Law's organization, he went out there to take pictures, and he said the police were very aggressive at guarding that, and he was just trying to document it, and they came and took his license plates. Um, so... You know, what the heck is going on? But, wow. but yeah, so the churches, I think people aren't who they say they are. I think good people didn't want to engage or, or be thought of negatively. Um, but I think there's also part of the culture that has kept people chasing carrots and used inflation and, and, and all kind of distractions and everything where people are on the treadmill and they could just go day to day. They don't have time to, because once you step out into the battle, your life changes. And, and, and that's why Jesus says, count the cost, right? right? He who loses his life for me saves his life. You know, 
carry your cross. Um, and I think nominal Christianity is no longer an option. You're going to go one direction now or the other. You're either going to be conformed into the image of Christ as you go through the heat of battle and you depend and lean on Christ, or you're going to be conformed to the image of the beast. And, 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 and we, I, I, was with Jack, I, I met Pastor Jack Hibbs, and a friend of mine interviewed him at the NRB uh, right. convention a couple days ago. And I was with her the day before, and I was telling her about, it's interesting that cowardly is mentioned in Revelation 21, along with murder and all these other things. And she brought that up to Pastor Jock Hibbs, so I was excited that I had a little influence there. And, and before she could finish, she goes, and cowardly's the first one. So he was aware, and he's a brave pastor that's speaking out. Sure. But I think that's the issue. I think people have to, to really find their resolve and and is their faith real and is God sovereign? Can they trust them to handle their lives as they go out into, into the battlefields and the trenches? I think you've touched on something else that, um, you know, in, in, in Scripture, you know, God talks about being either hot nor cold, and I will spew you out of my mouth. But I think that we're in a, we're in a time right now that they're, we're out of time. Let me rephrase that. We are just out of time. And if churches don't start taking a stand, and yeah, you're going to get persecuted. You're going to be called, you know, you know, some radical. But you got to take a stand. You've got to do it in love. But you got to take a stand. Amen. And um, I, I have experienced all over the state of Florida. Um, churches aren't willing to take a stand for anything. Um, they're they're just not. And this is a battle that is going to is going to bring our nation down. I. I um, Several months ago, I um, did a um, I did a message on 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 three issues that God would destroy our nation over. Three issues. Um, one of them was um, one of them was this issue on on the LGBT agenda. I don't see how God cannot cannot judge America. He's done it. Time and time again throughout history, why would he not judge America over this? And because why are we so special that God wouldn't take his hand of blessing off of us? And I, 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 I don't have an explanation for that. I can't explain that. And that's the reason that I think that pastors need to take a stand. It, it, the scripture in Second Chronicles talks about if my people, if my people, he's not talking about, he's not talking about the LGBT people. He's talking about my people. But here's the thing. As a Christian, if you don't stop, we are not going to support it. And if you had literally 50% of the nation not, not doing business at Target, either Target would change their marketing strategy or they would go under. It's quite honestly, that's, that's what happened. Disney is the same situation. I mean, they're in a little battle with the, the governor. And, and um, you know, I don't know how that's going to turn out, but... If, if people would just say, look, we want wholesome entertainment. We want that for our children. Um, but you're not, gonna, you're not providing it right now. Unless you change that, that mindset, we're not going to do business with you anymore. I mean, Disney would change it. They would have to or they would go under. And I don't, I don't think that's, that's in their plan. I think you're right. I think... I, I've said often, I don't think this is about money. They all have money. BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard own everybody. Um, so th this is about pushing the agenda and the needle. But they have factored into that that they're not going to lose much business. They're going to they're hurt from it, but they're going to survive. But if you had an all of a sudden a catalyst 
all at one time drop like that, a 50% catalyst, I think that's powerful. You know, and, and the perfect example, when we were, when when the mandates were busy and the deadline came and went, it was leaked to 10,000 unionized cast, 1,000 ununionized cast members. At the time, there were 60,000. That was a 25% of the workforce. Whoa. But imagine if we would have had 5,000 people at one shot. I think that would have changed everything. But if we would get first go to our God first and repent of these things and, and seek his guidance and will and come out with a resolve at all costs, cut off our hand if we have to, like Jesus says, cut off an eye if it's stumbling you. I think you're right, Randy. I think that would change everything. We can get some things quickly done and, and stay off this judgment that's coming because we're, all, we're off the rails now. We're headed for the cliff. Right. Um, and it's going to take a supernatural intervention. Um, I'm praying for revival. We saw some sparks of revival. I'm thinking, God, please, I hope this is it. Bring it on. And then it, it out, but but hopefully voices like yours and 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 and, and us out there speaking, we can, can, can stir something. Yeah. Nick, I so appreciate everything you do, I, and I, I I truly truly mean that. Give me your website again. It's goof, goofyvaccine.com. Goofy vaccine.com i can't think of a better and fitting website name <laughs> I, I i like to take the credit for it we were kicking around the names when we were when we were strategizing when i had people that were willing to help me to do the fight and uh one person that came up with the name it's, it's public now um county citizens defending freedom steve maxwell and he, he said well what about goofyvaccine.com i said that's a little bit over the top don't you think he goes, no, no, we're not talking about the character. We're just talking about how goofy this vaccine is. And I said, that does make sense. And, it, and you know, no pun intended. <laughs> Real quickly, tell me about tell me, tell me about the legislation that's happened this past. I know it didn't meet or get to where we all wanted it to get. But tell me what happened and, and what, need, what more work needs to be done on this. So the... the the grassroots came up with a bill, SB222, which was going to tie your vaccination and immunity status to existing civil rights leg Florida legislation that was very solid, very robust. Um, it, it was a great thing. And it basically, the concern I heard from a lot of doctors is you're going to force vaccinations to go down and all this stuff. I was like, nobody's talking about what other people choose to do. Right. What we are discussing here is that under the circumstances of what we've seen happen, we could no longer trust these agencies, these pharmaceutical companies, any of the experts. Right. We don't want to be coerced, manipulated, or threatened with fear of punishment for the choices that we make. So long story short, without going into all the X's and O's and, and what happened, there was, a, there was a bill that challenged that bill that seemed to kind of be the same thing but what we're seeing in the wording, and, and, and that's what really bothered me. Um, the governor has really done amazing things in the state. I have been willing to walk through fire for him when I come. I've lost friendships and, and working relationships with people, but I still can't understand the, the, the poison pills that are in this bill, SB 252, that got to became legislation is being touted as the best medical freedom bill in the country. One of the things, and, and the wording basically is talking about, you know, no national entity uh, shall have any influence educational or in policy over the state of Florida except by state law, which is more robust, rule or executive order. Well, to back up from the beginning of that comment, it should really read, no, it, no foreign entity shall have any influence in any policy 
or any any recommendations for anything in the state of Florida, the United States. Period. End the story. End the discussion. Right. So so that was really like we we can't understand that when the press went to the Biden. Uh, Oh, I hate to even confuse that. Went to DeSantis <laughs> administration because that's how I feel about this bill. Sure. Went to the De- DeSantis administration to go. So tell us about this international organization. Why would you recommend it? And and backtrack when Colleen Burton, who filed the bill, was questioned in the Senate about who the international organization was. There's video of her, and we've used it where she's falling through her paper for like three minutes, turns around to her aide and comes back and says, I think everybody knows who we're talking about and we don't want to use that language. So, so there's a smoking gun, so we know it's the WHO. So when they ask DeSantis administration, goes, well, why do you need this international organization? They said, well, you know, they recommended against Remdesivir from the beginning. We could adopt that. And I thought, that's the weakest excuse for anything I've ever heard. Yeah, how about the other stuff? (laughs) Yeah, so there's a thousand things. We know Tedros was on a terrorist watch list organization. He did terrible for his country, for their health. And somehow he ends up leading this World Health Organization that everybody's looking at. That's another rabbit hole. Um, But they they pin their tail right on one out of a thousand things. And we're going to leave the back door open by rule, which means any unelected bureaucrat under an emergency situation could sign us over. Right. Or a governor. Well, who do we know is going to be governor if DeSantis becomes president? How do we know? And then that opens the door to election election loopholes that were left open in the state of Florida that can be abused. And I, and I got to wonder who's orchestrating these loopholes and these back doors. So those are real dangerous things. We have another thing with the hospitals. Um, something we're passionate. We have an equal friend, Lori Bontel, who lost her sister. Yeah. And now I have a lot of friends in that space um, that, that it's heart-wrenching to hear their stories. And it's all over the country, and people are telling you the same stories unrelated. You know it's true. True. That's um, right. And remdesivir, we know, was a failed drug in clinical trials, you know, it, it was with Ebola. And how it got resurrected to be the, the standard of care for, for COVID is unbelievable. That's another rabbit hole. Um, but it's in SB 252, it says a doctor with hospital privileges can also talk about the risk and rewards of alternative or other treatments for COVID um, that are FDA approved for COVID. Well, there's a, so, right. So, so there it's again, a circle. it's a circle, right? It's just circle reasoning. And to break it down for your listeners, any doctor with hospital privileges at this point has, that has not fought on the first line of defense after all they've seen, because all my friends that are doctors that watch remdesivir refuse to do it because they saw the results hospital privileges those doctors it means nothing because doctors are not going to challenge they have not shown the fortitude or the conviction and there are compromise hope that DeSantis gets wind and 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 realize the error of this policy and calls a special session on election on medical freedom and gets these things straightened out because you know anybody can err every everybody you know could be pressured a lot of different things um, I think, you know, America's a forgiving people and understanding. We just need to get this right, and, and, and I pray he does. I think, I think also, I mean, we have a, a, a mutual uh, friend, doctor, that um, is in the process of losing his um, hospital privileges as a result of, in fact, he, he has treated, and I'll, I'll mention his name because I don't think he have a problem with that, it's Dr. Littell. And he has um, treated probably more COVID patients in, um, in the United States than any other doctor. 
He cares. Um, he, it, it's he just, amazing. He just, I was, he just outright cares. I was driving with him. I was actually uh, taking him to Tallahassee to speak on a, on an issue, and um, he's on the phone the whole time. Um, this is during COVID. By the way, neither have had mask on. I'm just, yeah. just telling you. Um, on his way, he um, he and he was on the phone, just you know, just one after another, just just you know, hey, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to ta- take care of this, and um, I'm just just amazing. And and because he speaks out against this, because he speaks truth, um, people people want to come after him, and I think it's more more likely. Ultimately, the pharmaceutical companies—they um, don't want—they don't want somebody to actually practice medicine. They want them to come into compliance with their philosophy because they're making so much money off of this. That's the bottom line. It's about money. I, I think so, and I think it's agenda too. I mean, what we what you know what worries me about SB two five two and and the bills like that is that it ties in the back door to globalization yes. and, a, and a communistic, it's like some kind of hybrid communistic Marxist takeover. It's a, it's a Marxist process. Yes. And it's like, it's, it, I hate to say it, but the left seems like they're all, they're all criminal at this point because it's hard to deny all the destruction they're doing and they're all protecting each other. Yes. And it feels like that's what we're seeing is a sexual protection of the, the pharmaceuticals and the hospital system and big government and big tech and, 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 and the, the politicians that are, have been sold out. Um, and thank God for doctors like Littell, but there's not enough of them. There's no. not enough of them, and they're being squeezed out, and they're being purged from the system. And that's ultimately why, at the end of the day, after everything we've witnessed and we understand now, there's no secret about it, it's got to be the patient's right to choose, right? That's what Nuremberg was all about. It should be ultimately left up to us what treatments we want, what treatments we don't want, it's our choice. It's not up to them. I no. mean, they should recommend it. They should give us the warnings. But in a free country, in a free society, we should have the right to make those decisions for ourselves, especially under what we've just witnessed and seen and what the evidence shows. They can't be trusted. And, and by, by, by governments and legislation and these people doing these things, I make the argument, we're not gonna get good medicine because they are basically covering for them covering bad medicine by allowing them to have cover to, to force on us through taxpayer dollar often to, to yeah. deliver this. So why are they going to go make really good medicine? Why are they, why are they not going to have really good science? They don't care. Right. They're sociopaths. They just want to make money. Right. So by, by forcing them to give us the choice, ultimately they're going to have to make medicines that work, that, that, that meet our conscientious approval. And then we're going to line up. Exactly. We're, we're going to line up, and that's what free markets are about. This is not a free market society right now in, in medicine. This is, this is something else. No, you're right. My other fellow friends and families fight in the state of Florida was that hospital immunity because that immunity gives them blanket protection. It never existed before. It right. happened as a result of COVID, and it was sold as it's, we don't want to discourage them from treating people, and they, you know, they may make mistakes. That was sounded like it made sense, but then they renewed it. Yeah, and and that under the cover of hospital immunity, they only get the immunity if they do these protocols with the ventilators, with things like remdesivir, and then they're incentivized. Right. And there's money at the end of that rainbow. 
And it's amazing, you know, there's a quote that I, I love that has held on my mind forever that says, a great deal of intelligence could be found invested in ignorance when the need for illusion is great. And a lot of times that need for illusion is the payoff at the end of a scheme. And that's what it seems like to me. And, it, it, and it's, it's, it's life and death and it's horrifying. And, and for the people that question people like me's motives to fight for these things and these issues and the wording and legislation, might clearly tell them, you don't have a family member, a husband, spouse, parent, child that got killed by one of these things. You, you know, you're, if you're fighting me on this, you don't, one, you don't have the ability to empathize and put your people, because I know if they did it to me, I had a situation where my mom ended up in the hospital under COVID and I was petrified because I knew what was going on and thank God we got, she got out of the hospital, we gave her ivermectin, erythromycin, prednisone, 73 with all kinds of comorbidities. Two days later, she was cooking for us. Wow. You know? Wow. So I, I know what it's like to put myself in other people's shoes. I don't think a lot of people do, but I think when people want to say that we're being extreme or I've heard I've become radioactive and I go, give me an example of radioactive. I'm just fighting for the truth. I'm fighting for people's lives. I, how is that defined as radioactive? I think people just don't have the, they, 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 there's a disconnect and I don't want to see this thing happen to anybody. Exactly. Well, Nick, man, I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate, again, everything you do. That's GoofyVaccine.com. GoofyVaccine.com. And I've been doing a lot of stuff on Twitter. Okay. Or, ordinary guy in strange times. I don't have a following, but, but I... It sounds pretty... <laughs> give that again. Ordinary guy in strange times. Okay. You know, people, they started accusing me like, who are you? You're not a doctor. You're not an expert. I said, no, I just got a lot of common sense. I'm an ordinary guy, and that doesn't make no sense. It's amazing when people have their own story. It, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to, it, it's hard to really bash somebody. For example, I mean, if I didn't have the story I just told you, um, okay, then I'm out here fighting a, a philosophical battle. But now it's become very personal to me, and and, and I know that some of the things that you've gone through with, um, with your work and and some other things have become very personal to you, and and that's why. That's why the battle is, is you have more passion about it sometimes when you see that. And, and um, you know, a lot of times, especially in the, in the COVID thing, you know, people, I mean, uh, they still, Facebook is still, they're still, they're still blocking this nonsense. That, you know, like, at the, oh, at this know. point, they're, they're going to go you, down with the ship because they know the gig's up. Right. And the accountability, it, if, they, if, if, if it goes into the mainstream mass awareness, what they've done. Exactly. They know they're cooked. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you again what you're doing. God bless you. Thank you, Randy, and for everything you do. I know you're behind the scenes and, and making a lot of things happen and guiding people. So thank you, too. Keep up the fight. Thank you. Worldview Truth.